Dear listeners, Sai Ram. We now bring you Vahini Satsang. Today's episode was first aired on the 29th March 2018 as part of Thursday live programs on Asia Stream of Radio Sai. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Salam dear listeners and welcome once again to Vahini Satsang. I am Team Radio Sai's Bishu and as always with me is Sai Prakash as we swim in this ocean of Prema Vahini which Bhagwan has so graciously gifted us. So we are now in the chapter 17 of Prema Vahini if you are referring to the original Telugu writing of Bhagwan then it is chapter 5 in the Telugu Vahini Prema Vahini book. So till now in fact we have spent nearly 4-5 episodes or more in this chapter 17 it's a long chapter and Bhagwan is stressing a lot on what is the fulcrum of india the sanatana dharma he's talking about the importance he's talking about how it has degraded he's talking about what sustains it and he talks about how we can regain the glory of the sanatana dharma so let's move on i will now play for you the eighth segment of uh, chapter 17 and then we'll pray to bhagwan and see what thoughts he inspires in us హిందూ సోదరులారా భారత పుత్రులారా సనాతన సంప్రదాయ పరులారా పురాణకాలపు పురుష లక్షణములు ఎందుపోయెను సత్యసహన నీతి నియమములు ఎందు దాచితిరి లెండి తిరిగి సత్యధర్మశాంతి నిలయములైన రామరాజ్యమును స్థాపించండి భారత సోదరులను ప్రేమించండి సనాతన ధర్మములను అనుష్ఠించండి ఇప్పుడు దహించుచున్న అజ్ఞాన అశాంతి అక్రమ అసూయలను అగ్నిజ్వాలలను ప్రేమ సహన సత్యములను నీటితో ఆర్పుడు పవిత్ర పురుషుల పాలనను ఉత్తమ పురుషుల లక్షణములను దైవరాజ్యములను జ్ఞాపకమునకు తెచ్చుకొనుడు తమ తమ తప్పులను తాము గ్రహింపుడు పరుల తప్పులను వెతుకటలో వచ్చే సుఖమేమీయూ లేదని దృఢము చేసుకొనుడు ఇట్టివి వృథా కాలహరణము కలహకారణము అగును అట్టి గుణములు వదలుడు ఈ తరుణము తప్పిన చేయునది మరేమీ ఆలసింపకుడు నిరుత్సాహమునకు చోటివ్వక గడిచిన అవినీతులకు స్వస్తి చెప్పి పశ్చాత్తాప పరులై దైవ ప్రార్థనలు సత్కార్యములు సోదర ప్రేమలు ప్రవేశపెట్టుడు సనాతనపు రామరాజ్యమును స్థాపింపుడు ఇట్టి రాజ్యమును నిర్మింపగోరి ఈ సనాతన సారథి బయలుదేరి తన సైన్య సహాయంతో చేదోడు వాదోడుగా నిలువగలడు హిందూ బ్రత్రన్ చిల్డ్రన్ ఆఫ్ భారత్ ఫాలోవర్స్ ఆఫ్ ద సనాతన ధర్మ వాట్ హస్ హ్యాపన్ టు ది ఏజ్ ఓల్డ్ హ్యూమన్ వర్చ్యూస్ వేర్ హ్యావ్ ట్రూత్ tolerance morality and discipline gone wake up reestablish the ramaraja of truth righteousness and peace love your fellow brethren follow the sanatana dharma douse the burning flames of ignorance peacelessness disorder and jealousy with the waters of love tolerance and truth remind yourself of the rule of the holy personages the characteristics of virtuous people and the reign of gods each one should accept one's follies and be confirmed in the belief that there is no happiness in finding faults of others that will only be a waste of time and lead to quarrels leave such qualities do not lose this moment if this opportunity is missed what else can be done Do not delay do not give scope to dejection say finish to all unrighteousness of the past be repentant and tread the path of prayer to god good deeds and brotherly love establish the ramarajya of your this sanatana sarathi has descended to stand hand in hand with his army to aid in this endeavor of establishing ramarajya so that's quite a powerful call isn't it <laughs> absolutely i think um, it's like a clarion call where swami is really telling wake up what are you doing yes. slumbering about wake up and let uh, come come to the light i think yes. it's 
Yes. Uh, it's a very inspiring paragraph. Yes. And and Swami is so particular that you know Ram Rajya has to be reestablished and you know I was just reading about uh Ram Rajya because we all the time talk about Ram Rajya but what exactly uh, is Ram Rajya and how was Ram Rajya Mm-hmm. because you know in the ramayana we do read uh, the entire story of how rama was born and then rama went to the forest and you know and killed ravana and returned to ayodhya and you know after that the story sort of stops stops <laughs> yes mm. but actually they say that this is a very very small part of uh, uh, rama's earthly sojourn okay because after that the ramarajya continued for thousands of years oh but there is not much of documentation mm. <laughs> that we have of how but but it was such a fantastic phase i think uh, that you know that has remained uh, in the consciousness of uh, of humanity that this is how the kingdom should be this is how a king should be and ayodhya uh, <coughs> means uh, where there is no war and you know there are very beautiful descriptions also of ramarajya in valmiki ramayana mm-hmm. and so he says that ramarajya is where where there are no wars where there are uh, where nobody hurts the other even if you leave a bag of gold uh, on the street no one will touch it mm-hmm. and where dharma was a stepping stone where the shastras were the guiding principles where the yogis and rishis mm-hmm. uh, uh where uh, spearheading and guiding the kings about governance where vedas were respected where rain and uh, uh, shine happened on time where the trees and the fruits uh, were uh, uh, uh were blossoming at the right time where there was plenty of crops where the brahmins did their duty mm-hmm. where the kshatriyas uh, performed their obligations and and there was most importantly every creature felt pleased mm-hmm. everyone was intent on virtue and right. turning their eyes mm-hmm. towards rama alone mm. nobody killed one another why because they were only thinking of rama they right. cannot do it because rama would not like it all the people were endowed with excellent characteristics all were engaged in virtue mm-hmm. and rama was engaged in the kinship they say like this for 10000 years oh so the rama rajya <laughs> what uh, you know we know perhaps we know so little of of the rama rajya in one of the discourses swami says that there was a big board hung uh, in in front of ayodhya it said those who abide by satya and dharma mm-hmm. are free from the fear of death mm-hmm. this was thought of the slogan okay of ayodhya i mean it was the satya and dharma were so much a part of the soil the stream the veins and the blood of uh, of people and swami says as is the king so are the subjects yatha raja tatha praja and as is the king so are the ministers as the ministers so are the administrators as the administrators so the people and uh, and Rama laid down the procedures, and all the three brothers—Bharata, Lakshmana, and Chaturgana—they exercised great care mm-hmm. and attention uh, to ensure that dharma is practiced at every juncture and at every sphere of activities in the kingdom. And if there was anything that was uh, slightly deviating from dharma, they would report to the king, and and it was no one was. was given any scope even to transgress dharma i mean so that was <laughs> sort of an utopian world but but that's what happened and i think as swami talks about you know if if the leadership if mm-hmm. leadership is that that's why it's so important because you had uh, a a leader like that right you know so people people love to live up to his ideal mm-hmm. and and so it, it was like you know everyone was competing with each other mm-hmm. in terms of virtue In fact, you know this. This reminds me in some ways of the hostel also, because you know in hostel also, I don't know if it ever happens in any other any other hostel. But in the Satyasai hostel, I remember mm-hmm. we were competing with each other mm. in our prayers because okay. we wanted Swami's attention. Absolutely, yeah. And you know anything for that sake. So I, I you know, even I used to think, you know, I should pray harder from the harder than the other guy, you know, so that Swami gives me attention. I think that that is something such uh, such a you know healthy. It's it's like you know that <laughs> right. uh, often quoted uh, incident where 
um swami gives the indication and the students run into three yes and uh, all the pots uh, yes. on the way are all broken yes yeah and the gardener would come with a long face and swami <laughs> would say why are you so upset mm-hmm. they are doing their duty you do your duty <laughs> but what is more important is in today's day and age yes. where do you find youngsters yes. running so madly in love uh, for the lord God, yes In, absolutely i mean in fact that's what happens one of the when that incident happened mm-hmm. uh, apparently there was one vip there and uh, he felt that uh, you know um, boys were uh, quote and quote indisciplined how could they how could uh, they do that and and that is where swami says that you know <laughs> you tell me in which you know in the bangalore or mumbai or delhi in is there any university where you know youngsters i mean college going youngsters mm-hmm. uh, be so mad after god so i think i mean uh it's it's really uh, so heartening when you read the description of uh, of ramarajya and, and and i think that's what we talk about in golden age when swami says in the golden age and people talk about golden age coming back and all that well uh swami very clearly says that uh, where truth tolerance morality and discipline you know yes. so those are sort of the watchwords of the ramarajya In fact, uh, it's very interesting because uh, I think yesterday or so there was this news uh, about somebody losing their purse in the metro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and um, um, with all the cards and hmm. you know the credit cards, debit hmm. cards, hmm. and even uh, possibly an Aadhaar card hmm. or in hmm. Delhi hmm. in the metro, crowded metro, hmm. and. Uh, 10 days later he got back the entire purse with everything in it wow and with a note uh, cautioning him please be little more careful oh. from next time <laughs> possibly it so this is in delhi this is in delhi mm. this is in delhi and um, you know the, that was the hour of ramarajyam i thought yeah <laughs> okay i mean there is there is i mean in this soil it is there i mean that's why swami says no he swami took birth in in bharat because it is there swami says it has to be mind yes goodness is there and uh, swami has whenever he has spoken about society yes so he has often said that you know um um f- fear of sin love of god yes. and morality in society, society. Deva Priti, Papa Bhiti, Sanganiti, and I think he has kind of defined these three as, you know, the basic, um, what do you say, features or the basic yes. necessities for a good society. Yes. For Ram Rajya. Yes, absolutely. Deva Priti, Papa Bhiti, Sanganiti, and um, like Swami saying, Satya and Dharma should be the pillar stones. But mm. um, what is Dharma? and uh, what is satya so uh, in um, if you look at it just from a perspective of an individual trying to do whatever he or she wants um, is it correct or is it not correct and then um, so you know to my mind there is there there is of course a legal angle to everything and um, there is a moral angle to everything yes so um, you know nobody can take you to court for shouting at somebody else or if uh, for example the child is not uh, behaving correctly if the parent is shouting at the child nobody can take the parent to court uh, for at that. least in india at least in india <laughs> okay we are talking about india right now <laughs> but um, then there is also the spiritual angle yes so i think if uh, uh, everybody is conscious about the legal the moral and the spiritual angles i think that in some sort defines what the ramarajya is yes i think everything uh, you, you whatever you do uh, you have to keep questioning yourself mm-hmm. you know uh, am i uh, uh, is this how how genuine is this act mm. how righteous is this act mm-hmm. and of course there are so many situations where you don't know what is right and what is wrong okay very difficult to define there are so many sort of these dharmic <laughs> challenges, challenges absolutely you know uh, i mean that's a different topic altogether but you know uh, i remember reading dharmavaini and uh, and i got this clue from there and i feel that it could be one way to as, uh, ascertain whether what i am doing is dharmic or not mm-hmm. if what i am doing is absolutely selfless okay 
then you can be sure mm-hmm. you know then you are on the path of dharma because generally all our vices come you know the moment we become selfish so and what is bhagwan god is love and love is selflessness <laughs> ultimately mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. so many times you know when this uh, dilemma happens the one thing is to ascertain this is you know when if i do act a or if i do act b so what is the quotient of my selflessness in both okay so i think whichever has the higher measure mm-hmm. a selflessness quotient okay. perhaps that is more dharmic is is what i would think mm. yes i think that is one way which i also apply in my life uh, very interesting perspective because um, yeah selflessness <laughs> that's true because i'm just trying to think of a situation where um, being selfless can also be wrong and i'm not able to get anything in my no mind. yeah i mean yeah it's very difficult I mean, yeah. if you are genuinely selfless really yeah, yeah. yeah it means you because there can't be if yes. you're selfless then you're yeah. not thinking about yourself yeah, at sir. all so you will not do any of those things you will <laughs> not harm others see there can be situations mm. where you do a particular thing which according to society is wrong mm-hmm. or according to society is not acceptable mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. okay but you in your heart is very clear about what you have done okay you know so and then so whether it is dharmic or not that god or whatever is consciousness will decide but you know that okay perhaps for the whole world what i have done is wrong mm-hmm. but i know that what i have done is dharmic mm. in fact uh, we quoted this example in one of our sessions because it's about indian culture and yes. um, uh, you know sanatan dharma yes after shankaracharya took up the sanyasa Hmm. and then he went he told but he gave his word to his mother yes that yeah. you know when the last moment comes yes. i will come and do your last rite yes. because as a sanyasi you are not yeah. supposed to Correct. do that hmm. but then he did it from his heart yes and uh, so the whole society turned against him yes and they in fact uh, they said we will not come forward to help and he did uh, his mother's last rites all on his own but he stood up for what he believed in mm. and um, so in that sense um, he is not hurting himself so ultimately swami says mm. selflessness yes uh, there is a very interesting correlation between this and himsa and mm. ahimsa mm. swami says ahimsa yes you don't hurt others Self, mm. self, selfishness is like you take advantage of others yes. for your own selfish gains mm. but then ahimsa is swami says you should not hurt others but you should not hurt yourself, yourself as well yourself also yeah, that's so you tricky you are you are like <laughs> the first in the line yes. and make sure you don't you don't hurt yourself yes and demean yourself yes. because there is that divine spark in you yes yeah i think that is um, that is something very important because many times i think you know we are very clear okay i have not hurt anyone mm. i have not done anything you know wrong i have not uh, but you have done wrong to yourself right you know you have perhaps done something because of which there is lot of peacelessness within you right so you have hurt yourself and then that is very important <laughs> and uh, thinking about ramarajya and thinking about society as such one aspect is of course what we talked deva priti papa biti sanganiti and the other is that you know that uh, uh, very beautiful hierarchy of vyashti samashti srishti yes. parameshti so in a sense it is like saying that if um, all these four aspects of vyashti samashti srishti parameshti if all of them are harmonious yes and there is no i would say um disagreement there is no selfishness of yes. individuals towards society or to society towards nature yes. or nature towards god yeah, yeah. so this hierarchy which is there vyashti yes. samashti srishti parameshti now it's very funny like if you read for example if they say that uh today china has uh, brought down its uh, carbon dioxide emission levels and uh, uh, it's achieved a target which it was supposed to achieve by 2020 and uh, there is uh, something to feel happy about but who has put these standards hmm. <laughs> these standards are put by us yes yeah. it's we were the ones who polluted that <laughs> <Yes>. atmosphere <laughs> and then we put our own limitations yes. and our own uh, this thing yes. and say yes of course hmm. it's a great thing to reduce the carbon dioxide yes. emission yes. but i'm saying um, 
we were the ones who polluted the atmosphere yes. in the first place yes so you know there is no harmony in that when you say vyashti samashti now for example individuals individuals all around you know there is so much so much of news going around about exploitation of various yes. kinds yes and suddenly so many things are coming out mm. uh, to the surface mm. and um, yes even as far as sports and games and you see <laughs> <laughs> the recent event of yes. you know ball tampering mm. and all that yeah what what do these events tell us yes so that's what you know because some selfishness came in <laughs> that's why adharmic act exactly yes. so it's it's a sense of um, you know i want to win yes and um, at any cost at any cost mm-hmm. so that there's again this yes. beautiful concept of means versus ends, ends yes and uh, yes everybody wants to win everybody wants to win a game but then uh, uh, in ramarajya yes will anybody uh, consider the ends more important than the means like you know talking about rama rajya mm. and games you know you remember the story that somesh talk about rama and uh, bharata mm-hmm. in their childhood when they were playing this ball yes 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 <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 <laughs> so where rama as the elder brother yes uh, wants to ensure that bharata wins wins exactly so that mm-hmm. bharata has the joy of being the winner mm-hmm. and uh, here here bharata does not want to uh, win because he wants rama to win because he is the uh, elder, elder brother, brother. <laughs> what a tough game it would have been <laughs> <laughs> but but that is that is sort of the spirit of uh, of what uh, bhagwan is talking about in fact there's a very interesting uh, uh, thing i read mm-hmm. you know talking about this spirit uh, Mm, sir abdul kalam mm-hmm. talks about it uh, in in his book so what happens is when they decide to set up the uh, n- nuclear um, rocket launching station in tumba okay in kerala mm-hmm. so the main thing was that uh, they need to get the land Mm-hmm. and so professor vikram sarabhai who was then heading i think the baba atomic research center uh, who was who was the spearhead of the indian space uh, space uh, missions then so he goes to the government of kerala and uh, so that was that uh, particular area was uh, uh, because of its position uh, geographic position in the equator and all that so it was the ideal place but right at that location there was a church mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very ancient saint mary magdalene church and uh, so the government said you know it's okay but uh, you know you have to <laughs> convince uh, the people there mm-hmm. uh, and it was and they were you know it was very difficult to get that land and so they they thought about it as they said you know we'll try to give some alternate area to build a church so the only thing that had to be done was you have to go and speak to this bishop Okay. You know, one Reverend Father Bernard Peter Bernard Pereira. Mm-hmm. So, Professor Vikram Sarabhai approached the bishop on a Saturday evening, and uh, and they say that meeting turned out to be historical. And that Reverend Father, he said, "Oh, Vikram, you are asking my children's abode. You are asking for my abode. You are asking for my God's abode. How can I give it?" Okay, and uh, so both of them. even though you know this discussion went on they were uh, there was some uh, uh very nice camaraderie between mm-hmm. them so both were very passionate about you know what they were uh, trying to communicate and uh, so finally the reverend father says that you know uh, okay uh, professor you come tomorrow to the church sunday morning at 9 am so Professor Vikram Sarabhai goes to the church, mm. and uh, at that time the prayer was progressing, and uh, the recitation of Bible was going on by Father Pereira. And after the prayer was over, so the bishop calls Vikram Sarabhai to this dais, and uh, he introduces him and he says, "You know, dear children, here is a scientist, very big scientist, uh, Vikram Sarabhai. Do you know what science does for mm-hmm. all of us?" Mm. He says, "You know, all of us experience, including in this church." you know you, we have this light it is because of electricity you know i am able to talk to you mm-hmm. it is because of the mic which is made possible thanks to technology you know there are so many of our mothers fathers you know they have problems they go to the hospital and they are getting treated there you know it is because of technology and medical science so science through technology has enhanced our quality of life you know it has made us happy it has you know given us so many good things 
and same thing what do i do also as a preacher mm-hmm. i pray for you mm. i pray for your well being i pray for your peace so basically both of us are doing the same thing okay <laughs> <laughs> we both of us want to make your life comfortable mm. so what uh, vikram is doing and what i am doing both are same basically science and spirituality both are trying to get the grace of almighty so that all humanity can live in peace and prosperity mm. you know in body and mind we should be in peace and see sis dear children you know what this professor vikram he wants to give us a new place of worship mm-hmm. you know in a new area so in a new area near the sea coast we will have an alternate facility so what do you think dear children can we give our abode can we give our abode uh, so that this god abode can be used for a great scientific mission what do you think mm, amazing <laughs> mm. and there was they said there was absolutely pin drop silence there and all of them got up and said amen oh <laughs> and so that is how you know uh, they got uh, that uh, that area which is the i mean one of the very prime Mm. Uh, rocket launching stations uh, for india and the church also continue to be a very historic place because it was just next to this uh, rocket launching station so that church uh, and the space activities even till this day you know they are so much hand in hand people who go to the church know about the space and people who come for space go to the church I mean that is how uh, it has that church has become an important center of learning where thousands people learn about the dynamic history of the space program of india as well as how when two great minds meet how mm-hmm. such wonderful things can happen you know when you're talking about this harmony <laughs> so really well, in fact um, another point which comes about here in this paragraph as swami is saying which uh, i'm reminded i think swami mentions even in the 1990 samakos discourses hmm. uh, in the early uh, first chapter where he's talking about um, indian culture and spirituality where he's talking about refinement yes he says refinement and samskriti samskriti yes. is refinement yes and um, i'm really not able to pinpoint whether it's in that discourse or somewhere else but i remember this very clearly he says what is refinement he says don't find faults in others hmm. find faults only within yourself wow don't find don't point a finger at others point only at yourself and that's exactly what swami is saying here each one should realize his own faults and understand that there is no use in searching for faults yes. in others that is that is mere waste of time it also breeds quarrels yes. so give up that trait if this opportunity is missed what else can can be done yes in fact you know when you think about it most of our uh uh sorrows in life most of our sort of depressing moments in life are because you know um we blame someone for what has happened to us something has happened to us absolutely and we feel very hurt <clears throat> uh, we feel dejected mm-hmm. uh, we feel someone has wronged us right and if you continue to uh, see the situation as someone has conspired against you and you know or someone has treated you the way uh, it was not to be done mm-hmm. and you don't deserve it you have done nothing to uh, be treated that way and if you continuously point finger at that person or that uh, group of people then you know you will continue to feel feel dejected and depressed that you'll you're never going to have peace and you'll never reconcile also with it the other person perhaps never even felt that you know the other person perhaps felt that what he or she did was right and so they are never going they are never going to come and you know sort of apologize and you continuously will feel that you know they they have wronged me so and that only builds up in you again in more and more and it actually sends you in a downward spiral of depression and i feel the only way to get out of this is if we believe and this is what somi has told us so many times and again something which i've also applied in my life and this really helped is and in fact once you apply this principle you will see it happen also mm-hmm. how it works basically if we constantly think that whatever i'm experiencing is what i have created for myself right then you won't point a finger at others if if mm. suppose something beautiful happened mm. great god's mm. grace if something wrong happened mm-hmm. then it is not because that person didn't treat me well or that person wanted to uh, snob me or whatever it is because in some way i have created that for myself and it is good for me and it is good for me mm. you know 
so at least from now on <laughs> let me try mm. and ensure that the future such things don't happen so sometimes it could be one small act you have done in the past but but it it has taken a gigantic proportion uh, with time you know see also the whole question of attitude and yes. mind you know yes uh if you are kept you are you are in a situation where some you are facing gross injustice yes and you feel that people are really not treating you the way you ought to be and you are you know you know really vexed up and you um have that so what is the way out of such situations and um of course you can fight back i'm not nobody saying that you should not give your best you should stand for what you yes. really stand for but when you are doing that you need not get depressed yes you need not feel sad you need yes. not feel upset yes and um, uh, one other way like what you were saying is think that you yourself has made, made the situation for yourself that is one way maybe one step uh, easier than that would be think that swami wants you to go through this go through that yeah obviously swami wants you to go through this for some learning it is good yeah. for you it's good for me yeah Yes, and uh, here very beautifully the way Swami is saying, don't search for faults in others. Search yes. for faults in yourself. Yourself. And I'm really tempted to kind of uh, recall one personal incident. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a I would say a lesson for a lifetime. Mm. And um, this was during the preparation of the Prema Pravaham. music program yes. that we had uh, presented in swami's presence on 85th birthday so this was a, a beautiful uh, divine divinely inspired idea conceived by professor venkatraman where he said like just as you know lavakusha sang in rama's presence swami's students should sing his yes. life story in his presence so that is how the whole concept started and we were working on it and all that and um, the lyrics for all the songs were written by different people and uh, the background music scoring and the recording was going on in chennai because these were to be like music videos so we had to get the karaoke tracks done and the boys would sing on the karaoke tracks in bhagwan's presence along with a video going because if it's a live performance there will not be any sync with the video so it was like a live uh, video presentation along with student sing so the it was quite a complex project and um, it was going well so the tunes are already being made in um, chennai and uh, as is always the case we sent the lyrics to bhagwan and uh, bhagwan saw them and kept them on the table and then started the dilemma so there were a few elders who felt that uh, um you know the lyrics can be changed mm-hmm. the lyrics should be different and they are not uh, uh, good but what is happening already the music is going on mm-hmm. and i was getting this message from a few others that you know some of the elders are feeling like this you should consider doing i said i i don't have a choice the music is already going on and we are cutting very close to the birthday we are mm. already in the month of november they have to tune they have to compose they have to record they have to send our boys out to practice and i have to make the music videos mm. i have to edit the videos on the tracks yes. yes. there is absolutely no time no time and this message that you know there is discontent and that it has to be changed was coming for two days three days and two three times in each day mm-hmm. so i would get the message from somebody or the other saying that you know um you should stop this just stop everything and oh. start afresh oh my god just stop it and start afresh and i was saying no how can i do how can we do that you know it's already going on this that and there was this battle going on for 3 4 days and 3 4 days at that time you know first week of november already it's like very <laughs> very tight and one day i sat in my room in the office and uh, i looked at swami's photo and i said no this is not happening there's something i'm missing out here hmm i'm missing out something here and i literally sat there in front of swami's photo and i said swami i know what is wrong i am thinking that so and so or a group of people they are stopping this program from happening or they are they are having some uh, issues about the compositions and i am thinking that 
I am responsible for this program to happen. Hmm. Both are wrong. <laughs> I cannot be responsible. I don't have any responsibility. Neither can they stop it if it is your will. Yes. The very fact that they are able to express their point of view because you want them to express. And I am thinking that I am running the show. This is completely wrong. Swami, today I surrender. This is exactly just a prayer to Swami in my room. I say, Swami, I surrender and I say, however you want this program, you want, if you wish that these entire lyrics should be, you know, removed and a new set of lyrics have to come, you will take care how the composition will happen, what will happen, everything is in your hands. Who am I to say yes or no? I am not doing anything. It is you who is doing everything. So, when I stopped finding fault with the people who are having mm. raising issues and uh, you know till then uh, the more I was trying to find fault how can they say this how can no, they say then this? there's more stress and more there is stress, more and then, disgust you know, and everything tension is building up yes. and there is so much of pressure and then the moment I left it in Swami's side I said Swami you are the one who is making them raise these issues you are the one who has got to solve it and you are the one who is making the music happen in Chennai also <laughs> so uh, which is you which is not you <laughs> everything is you so let it happen. If it has to happen, it will happen. If it does. <laughs> I cease to take the responsibility of this program. Who am I? It is your program. It is Swami's birthday. It yes. is Swami's program. Yes. And I am under the illusion and delusion that I have to do something about it. <laughs> hmm. You won't believe it. Next morning at 6.30 or 7, I get a call from the same person who hmm. was saying that, you know, we should change it. We should stop the work. He said, I just got a call from some of the elders and they said, Maybe this is Swami's will. Why don't we just go ahead with the way it is? Oh my God. Wow. Last minute, just the morning, 6.37, I get the call saying that maybe this is what Swami wants. See, for Swami, the program is not important. Yes. For Swami <laughs> that, you know, that we should perform something. He wants you to learn that lesson. Yes. yes. He wants you to learn. So, if... If we are constantly blaming somebody saying, so-and-so is not like this, so-and-so should have been like this, so-and-so should, should be like that. I think the more and more we try to find what is wrong in me. Yes. What is wrong in me? Why am I attracting such a response from so-and-so? Yes. There must be something really wrong in me. Otherwise, I will not be attracting such a thing. Yes. So, you know, this way of looking within yourself can slowly start making you believe that there is Swami in everybody. Yes. And and I think that is when you will also be able to uh, unlock mm. within you that uh, great reserves of uh, strength, mm. resilience, peace right, and uh, competence also to do His work, isn't it? Absolutely. Like... It, it, it uh, we are not claiming anything here <laughs> but we also speak ill about others behind mm. their backs mm. we also are all the time you know talking oh why this person is like that why yes. that person is and like, this should not have happened that should not happen why that person you know that person is like that only mm. the moment we say this person and that person theoretically speaking we are pointing a finger at ourselves ourselves we are pointing a finger at ourselves who is also part of divinity but to reach that state of awareness yes is really, really a matter of, you know, interest, as yeah. Swami would yes. say. <laughs> it's a matter of interest. Yes. Are you really interested yeah. in it? What the intensity of our interest? Intensity <laughs> of our interest. Yes. And um, that earnestness, that earnestness to actually try to put that part of His teaching into our daily mm. life. Mm. I think um, if that happens, yes. then... Automatically, you know, yes. just like you know, machinery, you have those uh, the turning wheels. Yes, you know, one uh, they just sit yes. and get locked in yes. one. So everything just falls in place. Falls in place. <laughs> everything just falls in place. Yes. The moment you actually surrender. Yes, and you and you me, change your perspective. You change your perspective. Everything changes. Then, in fact, you know, uh, talking about this golden age, mm -hmm. you know. I've had very mixed reactions from people, you know. Mm -hmm. So, 
someone when I asked you know what do you think about the golden age and he says yeah it is going to come you know in, Swami has told that in this day mm. when you calculate what Bhagavan has told on this uh, day mm-hmm. and this many years so from this day golden age is going to start someone right. else says no in Swami in my interview Swami said no this day mm. so and, and and you compare both there is some 20-30 years of uh, difference mm. so there are so many people who have various versions of when the golden age is going to begin or and there are so many somebody else also who said what are you talking mm. golden is already here mm. we it's are all come and gone also <laughs> come and gone also <laughs> mm. so you know it, it all depends on whether you are in golden age or not completely depends on you <laughs> so if you bring that shift in your consciousness then every day you are in golden age absolutely in fact um, i'm so tempted to repeat it again hmm. because of doing so many <laughs> radio talks I, you know you tend to repeat a lot of stuff because you know little and you want to repeat those <laughs> points again but the, in- the interesting thing is you know when um, somebody asked nisargdat maharaj hmm. they asked him there is war going on hmm. there is so many things going on injustice what are you doing hmm. He said, of course, I am doing what can what can be done in the best possible manner to, you know, do good for all. He said, what are you doing? You are just sitting here. You are sitting here and you are talking. Mm-hmm. He says, isn't that enough? So, they said, no. Well, how, does, how is it enough? He said, what is the best form of help? Hmm. What is the best form of help? And everybody said this, that. He said, no. The best form of help is putting the other person beyond the need for help. Oh. <laughs> wow. The best hmm. form of help that yes. you can ever do to anybody hmm. is to put that person beyond the need, need for, for help. help. Wow. So, you know, in that sense, first he says to do, to be able to do that, first you should be beyond the need for help. help. So, you know, if you want to uh, like you want to really see good in others you want yes. to say you should not see you should not see go- bad in yourself also yes you should you should behave in such a way that you know you know this is what swami would like this is what yes. you should be dharmic yes and then as you refine yourself you will start seeing that everybody's response to you is also like that hmm. so if you want to really help others to put others beyond the need for help <laughs> first you have to help yourself yes wow <laughs> it's a very yeah that, i think that's deep <laughs> and uh, you know very interesting thought one more you know story which just comes to mind mm. and again i really uh, sorry uh, i don't remember exact <laughs> location from where i got this and which discourse and swami says then there were these two people who were quarreling mm. and um, he says that this fellow one person says see i sold the land to him yes yes and uh, so there is one person who sells the land to the other person. Yes. And the other farmer, when he is tilling the land, he yes. finds a pot of gold. Gold, yes. And then he says, yes. he goes back to the panchayat and he says, <laughs> this land is his. It has yes. been his all the while. Yes. So this gold belongs to him. Hmm. And this person says, no, no, no. It, I have sold the <laughs> land to him. So whatever comes from that belongs to him. Yes. I mean, just imagine if yes. one of the capitalists was walking around there <laughs> and if they had witnessed this scene. This <laughs> How foolish! <laughs> How dumb can people be? They will yeah. think. <laughs> See, it's it, it's very very interesting story because they valued the values of satya and dharma, dharma. more than uh, their own, you know, yes. personal and uh, health, uh, you know, family yeah. comfort. And yes. you know, I get more wealth, I can yes. get more comfort. Yes. So, but satya and dharma were given the most. Uh, In fact, you know, when we started the session, you talked about uh, this purse. Mm. You know, somebody in Delhi finding a purse. Right. In fact, sometime back, Reader's Digest mm-hmm. uh, conducted a global social experiment. Okay. To find out how honest are people, uh-huh. so they took uh, 100 and, uh, 192 wallets, okay. and and they quote quote unquote lost <laughs> these wallets in different cities around the world. Mm-hmm. And in every wallet, they put uh, a cell phone number, they put a family photo, they put some coupons, and they kept uh, the business card plus fifty dollars, okay, you know, equivalent of fifty dollars. And so they dropped this in sixteen cities. Uh, of the world so they left it in parks in shopping malls in sidewalks and you know they were waiting waiting to see what is going to happen Mm -hmm. and interestingly uh, 11 out of the 12 
ഇന്ത്യ Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh that's very interesting. <laughs> that's very heartening. <laughs> See and the next was of and course which year was this? <laughs> <laughs> I think not not very long ago just 2 3 years ago. Okay. And 9 uh, uh, out of 12. So next was 9. Mm. So 9 out of 12 in Mumbai mm-hmm. got returned. Okay. And uh, and this Rahul Roy you know the one one guy one 27 old uh, one video editor who who found this purse he says that you know my conscience won't let me do such a thing you know mm-hmm. because the wallet is such a big thing for everyone all the important documents are in it so how could i just not return amazing and then someone someone else said you know that uh, well i'm the mother of two and uh, i teach my children to be honest all the time so this is what my parents taught me and how could i not return i mean it is just natural for me to do it <laughs> very beautiful very inspiring and and interestingly mm. uh i read a similar story uh just p- perhaps uh, a week or two ago in again in india's national newspapers mm. so there is this person by name yatin naik he is from mumbai mm-hmm. and uh, he is 53 year old now mm-hmm. and what he does every day 3 to 4 hours every evening mm-hmm. is he goes to this andheri railway station mm-hmm. and he looks for wallets which have been discarded you know maybe pickpockets would have taken the money and left the wallets and then he finds the owner of all these wallets and he returns and he's been doing this for 10 years now <laughs> my God. this is this is you know and he finds purses uh, and he, uh, yeah yeah day. yeah he finds he, he says that uh, uh, on an average mm. uh, he he has found nearly at least uh, two lost or stolen wallets every day my goodness uh, apparently so, andheri has among the highest crime rates in the western railway and now with the metro coming up there are a lot of uh, more commuters there mm. but he says you know uh, i i this gives me so much joy and when people you know get back their precious documents you know absolutely their cards and, and their you know what a hassle it is to again get your passport done or get your aadhar done right. or get your you know your basic aadhar it will be shaken <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly base <laughs> <laughs> so and it's not as if you know and he says you know i want to do more but he's also he, he works as a small time you know um, official in a sugar factory so he doesn't re- really have resources to you know go out and do it in different cities but you would want to do i mean that is the but every day at least for the andheri station he's been doing and and he says but there are times when people get uh, mad also with him this is mm-hmm. you know because perhaps there was more money and money is not there and they went their frustration at him <laughs> you know mm. because it could be something very important you know for someone but then he takes these people and you know he goes to the police station and he tries to help but you know he says this whole you know i do it only for blessings and i do it only for the smiles that i see on the people's faces you know what difference it makes to them absolutely so beautiful so amazing so uh, uh, and he says you know he's kept a list of all the people you know he has met mm-hmm. because it's quite a job you you know call up their numbers and you go to their home wherever mm-hmm. mumbai is such a huge city and you know and mm-hmm. deliver them you know and uh, so he 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 notes down the address and you know he makes a documentation of everything that he has done and he says you know in his moments of you know um, being with himself he says it's just so feel so good to sit and just go through those pages <laughs> you know feels with a number of people who <laughs> yeah he has helped and you know it, it, it's so you know i think he is in a way living in one golden age by himself right right <laughs> every person is living in in fact <laughs> truth and honesty is such an important aspect of yes. the whole thing right yes like swami would say if you speak one on un- one lie yeah. then you'll have to speak a yes. million lies million too lies. Hmm. so if you speak the truth all the time it's the easiest easiest thing to do and honesty is something in fact again recently there was this uh, news of 
somebody starting a bookstore i think in dubai or i'm not really sure of where it was where they said we have not put anybody hmm. there is a jar and the prices are printed on the books you come pick your books and uh, leave the exact change there and yes. go and there are those paid forward restaurants hmm. isn't it where you know you don't have to pay you eat and and you give whatever you want or you pay you pay for the other person hmm. who's who's well, i think and i feel and all these experiments have really worked out you know you would think that if i open a restaurant and i say that people can come here and eat whatever they want mm. and uh, whatever they would like to pay they can pay mm-hmm. and you know such restaurants uh, i was seeing a video sometime back all of them have been you will think that it makes no sense you will mm-hmm. think that you know people just come exploit and go mm. you know and they cannot survive just like in the hospital came as a free hospital it will not survive mm. <laughs> but but you know but time and again it is proved that you have got to have that faith you have got to take that leap of faith you have got to believe in it and it will work it will definitely work and it will it will change mm. it will change the world in fact uh, it's a very interesting slightly diagonal mm. uh, thought uh, there is this place in uh, uh, that it's called shani shiknapur in yeah. india where yeah. there are no doors no doors shani shiknapur yeah near shirdi near shirdi yeah, yes where there are no doors no door. yes. uh, even the shops yes. and everywhere there no, are there they are god fearing shani the fear of god is there <laughs> they god. should have love for, for god, god. And fear of sin <laughs> yes and uh, but in ram rajya swami there was love for god they would not do it for rama for rama sik exactly that is that is what uh, <laughs> love for god fear of sin not uh, fear of punishment <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, God will punish me. God <laughs> yes. will punish me. But love for God, I think you know. Other day also, I was reading about Dr. Mohan. Mm-hmm. You know, our the member of the uh, Central Trust, right. who was also recently he was awarded uh, from the American Diabetic Association the ADA award, which um, no physician, no Indian physician has ever got. Oh, actually, really? it's such a wow. distinguished uh, mm-hmm. award for his uh, service uh, um, in treatment of diabetes. He's also the chairman and the chief of diabetology at the Dr. Mohan's. You know. diabetes specialty center he has his own research foundation also which does i mean he's done human service right uh, to millions of people in the treatment of diabetes and uh, government of india also awarded him padma shri sometime back so once when you know we did a series of interviews with him in radio sai so i asked him once you know whether any occasion where you know um, as you were progressing um, in this uh, venture uh you had to compromise on your values because you know there are 16 diabetic specialty centers opened up in various parts of uh, um south india i mean there are many are in chennai and uh, he said yes i said you know what when we set up our unit in hyderabad so that was our first venture outside tamil nadu so it was a new place so what he did was he called uh, um, many patients and practicing physicians you know mm-hmm. general uh, physicians um, specialists in general medicine and he thought that you know he will for um, a few weeks he will conduct these sessions and he will share whatever he has learned about the treatment of diabetes so he did these sessions free of cost okay he said you know i will in some way i will share whatever i have learned and also people will know that you know there is this new setup and so at the end of the whole training session uh he gave you know booklets and uh, learning material and everything and he said that uh, now that you know uh, you are in a better position to treat so uh, uh please let us help people uh with more uh, clarity in how we can treat diabetes and in case there is any condition which you are not able to treat you know i'm setting up the thing here so you know for any complicated cases we are always here to help you in any way we can so when he mentioned that then someone got up and he said okay so what is your kickback mm okay so they said okay we know all this so basically you want Uh, patients mm. we, okay we will refer patients to you but how much are we going to get for that and he was really stumped you know he, he, it was like a bolt uh, from the blue for him because that was not there in the mind at, at all mm. he was he went there with a genuine intention to help and uh, he said 
no i'm not even how can you ask you know first of all i've given you free training for mm. all these months and uh, uh, he says the person says you know what let's be frank the going rate is 20% you want 25 30 you know if you want more patients then you should give us more more percentage then you know we'll send you patients and uh, he says i'm not going to do this i am a sai baba devotee mm. i have my principles and i have my ethics i am never going to get into any of this mm. so if you don't want to send the patients i mean this is not i'm not doing so that you send patients to me i'm doing here so that you can treat patients better and uh, so they start that center and uh, 6 months over one year over and that and the center is making loss after loss mm-hmm. they are not having enough patients and you know so two years go by mm-hmm. and it is just in red mm. and uh, so you know there was one mr shastri who had worked with dr mohan in chennai for 14 15 years so since he is an experienced hand and trusted hand he sent him there and now that person says you know uh, what do we do because you know we just this is not how we function you know for how many years can we go on with uh, continuous uh, loss uh, balance sheet is bleeding here and uh, so two and a half years go by so it is a month of december and then dr mohan says okay um fine just give it 2 3 months 2 3 months and if you are not uh, uh, able to you know uh, see any good progress then obviously we cannot be perennially in loss so we'll close down the thing you come back to chennai you know mm. we will we'll do different things in chennai there is no problem so they take the decision and uh, dr mohan says that after december mm-hmm. in the next month in january suddenly mm. there were so many patients <laughs> he says that we have done nothing different mm. in just that one month there were no advertisements there no publicity no kickbacks nothing mm. whatever however we are functioning you know we stuck to our principles we stuck to our procedures but suddenly everything changed mm. and in 2 3 months they had so many patients and and you know that and that center uh, started uh, becoming a very successful venture and of course later on they started centers abroad in muscat and all that but dharmo rakshita rakshita but you you got to have that uh, uh, that courage that absolutely. courage and that faith uh, uh, in the power of truth absolutely <laughs> and then that comes you know when you are uh, Uh, centered um, within, I think Absolutely. that's what we are talking about, right, isn't right. it? Sanatana Dharma is all about you relying on the Sanatana <laughs> for the Dharma. So, and I think I I feel the most powerful uh, sentence, one very powerful sentence, you know, in this whole segment is Swami says, "This Sanatana Sarathi mm. has descended to stand hand in hand mm. with his army." to aid in this endeavor of establishing ram rajya and he's doing that you know he's standing hand in hand with anyone who mm. is trying to live by satya and dharma and and i think there are any number of such examples in a, every time i have a conversation in this fleeting moments lasting memory series with the former students of bhagwan's university you know mm. you'll always have uh, any number of such instances where you know students they don't want to uh, compromise on the values and then you know they see the unseen hand of bhagwan guiding them and and and, and they uh, start a new trend you know you become trailblazers i mean we are actually not starting we are actually going back to what we originally were Absolutely. and we have to regain regaining this as swami says we have to wake up and regain the glory of the sanatan dharma wow <laughs> well there is uh, so much and i think i think this is the experience of every side devotee too isn't it once you come you 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 have bhagwan in your life you want to walk on that path and you make your little little steps and you see how bhagwan comes forward and he aids you and dear listeners please uh, feel free to share uh, your experiments with satya and dharma i think uh, this is the most uh, Uh, exciting thing uh, for all of us in our lives our experiments with pure love our experiments with righteousness our experiments with walking on the path of integrity i think this is what will help to bring back this lost glory of sanatan dharma this is what will ensure that the entire world becomes bharat and all of us are bharatiyas we are completely 
in love with the lord in love with truth and righteousness thank you so much for being with us so we'll continue this one more uh, segment left in this uh, chapter 17 if you're reading the telugu prema vaini then it is chapter 5 so we will do that and probably wrap up this long uh, chapter 17 in the next session of vaini sasang thank you so much for being with us as always if you have any comments please feel free to write to us you can write to listener@radiosai.org thank you so much and saira you were listening to an episode of our program vahini satsang this episode was first aired on the 29th march 2018 as part of thursday live from prashantinilam on asia stream of radio sai global harmony This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Thank you and Sai Ram.